Here's a message from Ken Lavica. You're either about the heat culture or you're not. It's not time to get squeamish. That said, there might be a reason to be concerned. Cyrus Whitting hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Heat culture sometimes means hurt feelings. Heat culture means holding everybody accountable, even if it's the face of your team. Heat culture means sometimes things get uncomfortable. But I'm not going to sit here and deny that I feel a little not great about the top team in the East. Ken Levick alive. It's a Thursday on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach right off of the sunshiny, now boat-filled, intracoastal. Uh, Cyrus Wittig, he's running things until 2 o'clock. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He's hanging out with us until 2 o'clock. And so uh, the heat last night, we know the story at this moment. They got in a fight. Got in a fight. Things were going poorly. Third quarter, the Warriors without Steph, without Draymond. Uh, no they, clay. No clay. 19-0 run for Golden State to start the third quarter. Went from 50-all at halftime to 69-50 in the snap of a finger. And timeout is called. The Heat head to the huddle. And uh, based on... The uh, the ninety different angles, but but don't worry, Bally Sports Florida they couldn't be bothered to show any of this uh, because it was propaganda television last night. Uh, they they got God forbid that they give the fans an accurate representation of what's actually taking place with the team that they house under their TV umbrella. You would never know that there was anything to talk about if you were just watching the Heat broadcast last night, and that pisses me off because it puts my guy E. Reed, Eric Reed, in an impossible situation. Uh, but other than that, thumbs up, Bally's. And hey, why don't you get on YouTube TV and figure out that whole thing as well at some point? Uh, but. There's confrontation, and here's what it looked like to me based on all the Zapruder film that's thrown out there, Stone, all the different angles of the fans in the stands who, again, gave a much better account of what actually took place as opposed to the Heat Television home. Uh, It looks like Jimmy Butler challenged Eric Spolstra to a fight. Literally. Uh, Like, I'm I'm not exaggerating that. That's exactly what it looks like happened. Jimmy Butler, with the best camera angle of this, has his back turned to the camera, but he says something, looks Spoel straight in the eye, and Spoel responds, what are you going to do, bleep and fight me? You want to bleep and fight me? So he challenged Spoel to a fight, and that's when UD goes off. Udonis Haslam immediately jumps in and tries to get into Jimmy's face. So at the onset, it looked like this was beef between Jimmy and UD, when actually this was beef between Jimmy and Spoel. And as it progresses, Spo gets up. Jimmy's starting to get held back and pulled out of the huddle. Udy's trying to go after Jimmy. He's being held back. Spo finds a little bit of a lane and continues to jaunt Jimmy. Spo takes his clipboard 
and I'm not joking, slams it right at Jimmy Butler's feet. On the court. On the court, but slams it right at Jimmy Butler's feet, like a foot away. And they keep John. And then Spo gets up and confronts Jimmy again. Spo gets pulled back. Jimmy gets pulled back. They walk to the other end near the baseline. Spo's still in Jimmy Butler's face. And it looks like he's saying something like, you're going to let me teach you, you're going to let me teach you, you're going to let me teach you. Jimmy still has stuff to stay. At one point, it looks like Kyle Lowry uh, tells Jimmy Butler to watch his mouth. Uh, and then uh, Jimmy Butler gets pulled away by Bam and play resumes. And immediately after that, the Heat go on an 18-to-1 run. Yeah. But that was ugly. Ended the third quarter down a point. That was really ugly. That was really, really, really ugly. Yeah, if Jimmy didn't get up and walk away, or at least get carried away, him and UD would have ended up throwing hands. Yeah, but but Jimmy wasn't wasn't interested in diffusing the situation. Not at all. Spo wasn't interested in diffusing the situation. I mean, at its core, your star player in the middle of a game challenged your head coach to a fight. How old is Jimmy Butler? Uh, got to be probably thirty, mid thirties, right? Right. That that's insane. That's that is um, <laughs> that's something that that I don't think there are many teams that could recover from that. Except this is the Heat, and Jimmy's uh, thirty-two. The Heat that uh, holding people accountable. It is clear Spo was trying to hold Jimmy Butler accountable. Jimmy didn't want to receive that. Threatened a physical altercation with Spo. Spo, it wasn't going to yield ground to Jimmy. Uh-uh. This is a guy who coached LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, those egos to two championships and four NBA Finals appearances. Spo ain't backing down from anybody. No way. Not at all. UD, Spo's his guy. The Heat are his franchise. UD will scrap with anybody. We know that. We know that. And, and you can question why UD continues to sign one-year contracts season after season after season, but that's why. He's played in games this season. That's why UD is the consummate. Uh, he, he's the he's the muscle. He's Spoh's muscle. Yeah, he if keeps UD, everything in line. If UD didn't step up, who would have? Yeah. Who would have intervened? But to me, this was a case of someone being held accountable. If you believe in heat culture, you believe in what happened last night. Uh, there was friction. Let's not think that Every team goes through an 82-game season, a 17-game season, a 162-game season, and there's never any fights, never any back and forths, nothing ever gets physical. It's rare to see it happen in front of thousands upon thousands of people like that for it to occur on a sideline like that. But if you're going to say you believe in heat culture, and heat culture is something that you appreciate this franchise living by. And that's the standard that's been set. And that's why the Heat are consistently successful, so much so that they've turned Miami into a basketball town. Then that instance last night can't make you think that the bottom is falling out. Okay? For sure. It just can't. That is how sports works. Around here, are we always rosy and sunshiny at ESPN 106.3? Do we strive to be that? Sure. Is it always end up that way? No. Uh. Uh-uh. I mean, Stone. It it doesn't happen all that often, and you and I get along extremely well. We're friends. But if something's not done right, do I call you out on it right away? Yeah. Like, no hesitation. Is, it, it, it it that's just how communication works when you're striving to do something. We strive to be a good radio show. Is it? No. Not at all. <laughs> this show's terrible. And I tell you day after day, this is a massive radio failure. Ken Levick alive. But do we try? Yes. That's the solace you can take every day at noon. We're trying. Ken Levick alive. 
We're trying. That's our catchphrase. Hey, Ken, at least we made headlines. At least those Miami Heat finally got on ESPN. They finally got the national attention they were craving. (laughs) Absolutely. So, as far as the altercation is concerned, uh, let's uh, let's hear from P.J. Tucker from last night. P.J. Tucker, who was sitting next to Jimmy when he appeared to threaten Eric Spolstra and challenge him to a fight last night. Here was P.J. Tucker addressing the events in the postgame after the loss to the Warriors. When you saw what transpired between Jimmy and UD and Coach during that timeout, what were your thoughts about the moment, and how do you think a moment like that might impact the team? Something happened? Apparently, Something some happened? Some social video out there now, yeah. There's not <laughs> video proof, shockingly. Uh, you put down a locker room, cameras, any, any NBA team, Football team, you know, any team, man, it's <laughs> the one in the East. Finally got our whole team back. Got our bus handed to us two games in a row by teams that didn't even have their star players. It's us figuring it out, everybody. Moses run high. I laughed, man. I walked off the court laughing. It's, come on, let's play. Let's, we're grown men, man. This is a part of the game. I haven't been on any team that... Emotions thing run over sometimes. Get back together. Everybody love each other. Blah, blah, blah. So PJ Tucker's obviously trying to just talk it away, right? Blah, blah, blah. Move on. Let's these things play. happen. But again, it is rare for these things to take place in a game setting, in a public setting. And because it is Thursday here on Ken Levick Alive, that means that the show mother, she is the ESPN West Palm Queen, Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, joins us. Uh, Keely, a pleasure to be in your presence as always. This time you can tell people I was late. Okay, fine. All right, so, so let's just break down the fourth wall. It's the International Boat Show right now, and, uh, and it is traffic is impossible in downtown West Palm. I mean, just impossible. So much so, and I'm not even joking. As I'm coming up the, uh, the parking garage here, our parking mm-hmm. garage uh, here at the Phillips Point Towers, and by the way, we park on the sixth floor in the baking sun. Thanks, Phillips Point. Thumbs up. Um, uh, <laughs> as I got to the fifth floor where they have pay for parking for the, uh, for the boat show, uh-huh. I, I almost just absolutely steamrolled three white girls with white claws who weren't paying attention as they were walking uh, to, uh, to the stairs to get down to the boat show. So it's going to be that type of weekend, kids. Is that, is that quintessential white girl? Oh, yeah. White claw, <laughs> white girl, and white yacht. You know, I had never yeah. heard about yeah. white claw until Josh mentioned it like a year. I was like, what is white claw? Mm-hmm. <laughs> white claw is top of the game. It's the official drink of white girls. That's funny. Well, and here's the thing. Like, this is, it was quintessential Show mom trying to do too much momming. Uh, too much mom. Too much momming. <laughs> Drop the boy off at school. Then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to Zumba. But I'm going to do Zumba for like 30 minutes so I can like get dressed and like get home. And Because yep. the dog walkers couldn't make it, neither of them. Because, you know, I decided to go to Zumba at the last yeah. minute. So I'm like, all right. I'm going to get dressed at the gym, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, you know what? I want a smoothie. Actually, before I wanted a smoothie, this is why you should put your caps on the razors. Because, like, I cut myself to the white meat. Oh, man. I was like, dang. Ooh, that is a deep cut. Yeah, it was a deep cut. So then, what? so I'm like, all right, I can, st- I can get home because I got to take the dog out. And, of course, the dog is doing dog things. He's, like, rolling over and doing all kinds. I'm just like, bruh, can you pee so we can go? <laughs> I got to get to Ken's show. And then, of course, 
Now it's the boat show, and now you got people driving crazy because they don't know where they're going. Uh-uh. The boat show is by the water because it's boats. Right. Go to the water. Right. Go to the water. Just go east. <laughs> just, go, just go to the go water. Go east and find a parking spot. That's all you it's gotta not do. Difficult. And then, of course, now you got people that don't know how to park, so now I right. can't park because your Range Rover is in my spot. Yeah. Or in a and, spot. I'm like, come on, man. And also, too. It's too much. Let's just have a discussion about people parking at the boat show. Keely's right. Go east. And you know what? You're not going to find anywhere where parking's not like $30. So yeah. you know what? Park your ass and pay the money and go enjoy the boat. And that's right? it. Just go look at the boats. Right. So, now, I know what we were talking about when yeah, we were yeah, they, they, obviously. I, I and just, you are not Stone's friend. He don't like you. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. You know, I just nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah, trying yeah. to make myself feel better. Been a rough week, Keely. <laughs> it hasn't. Oh, it's been rough. It's been I feel rough. like Ken always need a hug. This is why I work on Thursdays. Because <laughs> Thursday is basically the end of the week. Uh-huh. And Ken needs some, it's some hug day. mother love. It's hug day. Hey, yesterday, right. yesterday was a great day, though. We pulled in a big fish. Oh, we're, t- we're celebrating again with the cheetah. Tyree oh, Kill, baby. Yeah, we're yeah. going to be celebrating. Come but, on. But, but last night, Keely, with what uh-huh. happened, and you saw the video. And you saw I all did. the Sapruder footage of what took place. Um the what footage? Zapruder. It's that's the the Zapruder <laughs> film is the um, is the footage of JFK getting murdered, getting assassinated. Gotcha. That's just, so a little bit grainy. Uh, yes. Y- you know that angle. That's sort of like uh, the main angle. The guy who was sitting in the third row getting the uh, the shot of behind of yes. of Spo being challenged. Yeah, to the he fight. needs some credit. He even had a, he did a good zoom job. He was like zooming oh, in dude, on Spo. Absolutely, he did zoomed a great back job. Out. So I don't know who he is, but <laughs> thumbs up. But um. But but the, the star player challenged the coach to a fight. That that's how mm-hmm. all of this started. Mm-hmm. And then UD got involved because UD is I mean that's Spo's muscle. So he <laughs> came in. But then Spo wasn't letting it go. Jimmy right. wasn't letting it go. So it kept clashing. Right. Listen, this has been a team that has been first in the East all season long. Mm-hmm. This is a team that uh, kind of lives on that explosive personality of, hey, we're tough asses, we know it, we preach it, you can either handle it or you can't, and that's Mm -hmm. why we're consistently Mm -hmm. successful. That's heat culture. That's that in a nutshell. But it's not so much the confrontation that Mm -hmm. bothered me. Is it unusual? Sure. Does it bother me? Not so much. But then when you add in that it happens at the tail end of losing two games against B teams, mm-hmm. that's where I start to get concerned. It's not like this was a random Wednesday night and uh, you're in December or January. Uh-huh. This is the home stretch to the playoffs, and you yeah. lost to a Harden and Embiidless Sixers. Then you come back. There's no Steph. There's no Clay. There's no Draymond. You allow the Warriors to go on a 19 0 run, and mm-hmm. now you're fighting one another. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm starting to be concerned. And do you remember the conversation we had a few weeks ago? When they lost to Milwaukee. Right. And you were like, oh, Heat fans, calm down. But then they Don't immediately. Worry about it. But, but then they went and beat Brooklyn. They beat up on the Bulls. They beat Philly again. But yeah. here is what that game showed. And this is what I was saying that there are cracks in the armor. And so what PJ Tucker said, because PJ Tucker talked for about five minutes. So mm-hmm. obviously we can't play the entire five minute clip. And one of the things he kept saying, he said at the beginning of this clip, we're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. Yeah, it's March 24th. Bruh. I know. It's almost April, and you figuring it out well, in April? You're right. And Spo acknowledged it last night that because everybody's been so hurt all season long, they're still trying to figure out rotations. They're still right. trying to figure out minutes. And this is where, while the season has been great, mm-hmm. this is where I'm getting concerned. Because, like you said, it's March 24th, and you don't know what Oladipo mm-hmm. is going to give you, where you're going to plug in. How much time you're going to give Gabe Vincent, who I think deserves playoff minutes, but 
Is he going to be able to get in there? Why, when the starters are on the floor, the starters that you anticipated uh-huh. before the season right. were going to be your starters in the playoffs, why do things look so ragged right. offensively and defensively? Right. The defense has been the bigger issue, I think, than the offense. Sometimes Bam is still disappearing. Why is that happening? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't quite know right now. With them healthier than they've been all season long, right. except for Tyler Hero. And if Tyler Hero's not playing, the Heat are at a massive disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Can't rely on him to save you all the time. What is their identity? What are they? So I am. It's not so much the fight. It highlights, though, the problems with the Heat. And I'm yeah. officially concerned for the first time. Well, that's, a ge- that's generally how fights work. The fight, the fight There's a is, buildup. Right. The fight is, is the, the uh, symptom of the disease. And that's like the final, like, you, you are the father. Yeah. This is like the end. But we knew all this was coming. And so the fact that you have this fight at this point, it's kind of like, you know, I always equate everything to, to relationships because mm-hmm. this is a relationship. This is a relationship. This is a relationship. This, this is a, a 15 man marriage. And so, how do, very polygamous of them, how, <laughs> <It's kinda hot. laughs> how do you really recover when times are hard? Mm-hmm. Because everybody's cool when we're winning, when the lights are on, when the bills are paid. But in a pandemic, what happens? Mm-hmm. Is the marriage staying together mm-hmm. when the pandemic happens? And we saw that in the real, in our actual pandemic where a lot of marriages fell apart because they weren't solid. Right. And so that's what concerns me when you see something like this. And then following up with that, P.J. Tucker says, we're figuring. I mean, through most of the clip, he said, we're figuring out. I mean, man, we're figuring out. We're figuring out. Bruh, you got your starters, and we figured it out in April? The one solace that I take is that the Nets right now are in a position where they're going to be figuring it out. Because Kyrie, for the first time, is going to be a regular part of that rotation. By the way, by the way, in case you were wondering, public health crisis or not, Money talks, money and money talks. talks to politicians. So if you're gonna you're gonna put uh, millions of dollars into the uh, the coffers of a new New York City mayor and say, hey, this is yours if you let my people play, it works. All right. So you what what has happened between Steve Cohen and Eric Adams right now is the perfect synopsis of the United States of America. Okay, yeah, yeah. what just happened? Capitalism. Yeah, they, that's capitalism yeah. right there. Hey. You want to get reelected? You want millions of my dollars? Then uh, you should uh, you should let my guys take to the field at City Field. No shots, okay? All right, good. Yeah, hey, hey, let's let's go ahead and wave that. I was wavering on it, but you know what? Now we're good. Go Mets, go Yankees, go Nets. Um, but <laughs> but the, the the Nets are going to be figuring it out too, right? Um, we the Sixers. You still don't know what Harden is. Harden and Embiid have been a massive disappointment together mm-hmm. since. Their first two games against the Knicks. Speaking of, great thing for the Heat, there is a get-right game coming. Tonight? Next up is the Knicks. Tonight. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, we thought, we thought the get-right. Didn't we think the get-right game was last night? Yeah, we yeah. had two freebies. Yeah, it's all right. All right. The, the Knicks are always the get-right game. The Knicks, uh, the, the Heat haven't lost to the Knicks in like three years. So, <laughs> fingers crossed. I mean, yeah. the, the boys, time to get over it. Time yes. to get over it. But I'm, I'm concerned because I don't mm-hmm. – the, the Heat are still going to win the East. The, mm-hmm. the Heat are right. going to win the right. East. But – when you win the East, not making it to the Eastern Conference Finals feels like a failure. And mm-hmm. right now, I don't, at the least, and I don't feel like the Heat are a team right now who has an identity that shows me that they can get past round two. Right. We're, I mean, 
there's eight games left, I think, and we're one and a half game. We have a one and a half game lead. We so, again, so, we. He's Tyler Hero. Come on, Stone Hero. So we we're hanging on for dear life at this point. Like it's a favorable eight games, but we are hanging on for dear life. If the season were to end, we would have to play Brooklyn right now. I believe that's fine. That's fine. But that's that didn't, fine. That didn't sound too confident. It's fine if they have an identity. But uh, but like you said, Keely, they're they're figuring it out. Right, and that's a problem. They can't be. Figuring it out. And last night, the offense worked best when things were going through P.J. Tucker. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this right now. I'm just going to proclaim it. Maybe it's just crazy. Maybe I don't know a thing about basketball. But if the Heat offense is at its most successful when it's going through P.J. Tucker, I don't think that's good. <laughs> I think that's a problem. And I love P.J. Tucker. But if your offense is contingent upon him working inside out, I think that's an issue. And then, and again, I mentioned this when they lost to Milwaukee. You got to remember about the series, and I understand about the adjust, uh, adjustments. And Eric Spolstra is is a great coach when it comes to making adjustments. However, what we tend to see in series is although the teams can make the adjustments, once you start down that downhill slope and imploding, it's just yeah, it's tough to pull the reins. You can't get it. You can't get it back on the track. Yeah, you just can't. Well, the the fight last night again, Jimmy Butler, your star player, challenging mm-hmm. your coach to a fight in the middle of a game. <laughs> that confrontation, but also the way the Heat are playing. Should we be concerned by the Heat right now? I, I'm I'm concerned. I'm not bailing. I'm not like international boat show just jumping off the yacht right now <laughs> and swimming to shore or attempting to. But what I'm saying is that. I think I think Keeley put it accurately. Like cracks are there, and instead of plugging them, it seems like there's more water rushing in at mm-hmm. this point. Boat show, you owe me, owe me money for consistently, even unintentionally promoting you right now, by the way. Because everything's been a boat metaphor through the first 21 minutes of the show. But should we be concerned by the heat right now? And if so, how concerned should we be? I'm concerned, and I'm more than a little. It's more than a little. I, I am concerned about the heat. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063, the number 888-760-3776. Should we be concerned by the heat? And if so, how concerned? Like you're, you're concerned about the heat. Keely, I you was concerned when they lo- lost him. I told, I told y'all looked at me like I was crazy. So this is, this seems like significant. Look at, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Stone shook his head like, yeah. We yeah, yeah, yeah I'm right. like, that just, that's not supposed to happen. That's not the way it's supposed to go. You just, I saw the implosion. Listen, I'm an old dog in this game. <laughs> I'm just telling you, <laughs> when I see it, I'm like, all right. Now. That is not to say they're getting bounced in the first round. No. <laughs> but, no. but when you start seeing those little cracks there, I'm like, yeah, I think there's something there. Yeah. And it, what's disappointing, it's not like it was the young hothead who got in the confrontation with the head coach. Right. It was the veteran leader. Leader of your team. Now, I know, I know that there's been. In public. In pu- right. It, in the middle of a game. In the public. Right. And so I know, and and uh, Ethan Skolnick, Five Reasons Sports, uh, they do a great job. And it, he told the story of 2012 second-round playoff series against the Pacers where D. Wade and Spo got into it in a huddle. And D. Wade, I mean, was like, you're getting, you know, was telling Spo, you're gone. You're gone. I want you out of here. You're like, bad stuff, bad mm-hmm. relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the game after that confrontation, D. Wade went off. And the Heat ended up winning the series. The rest, rest is history, Okay. These things happen, mm-hmm. but 
did D Wade demonstratively, you know, we didn't know about it until Ethan Skolnick told the story. We obviously mm-hmm. had the LeBron shoulder bump on Spo and all of that. Right. This just seemed different. This mm-hmm. was like like never once did were there are those guys threatening to fight Eric Spolstra. Right. And it if this was a young hothead player, it'd be like, you know what, it's just stupid, stupid young stuff. Mm-hmm. This is Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is Jimmy. This is a guy where it's been a honeymoon since he came down to South Florida. And to see that was a little bit off putting. A little bit off putting. Well, particularly when you see Udonis wanting to fight him. Yeah, Udonis like immediately. Like, as what is soon going on? Yeah, uh, Udonis immediately. And, and he was saying, if you can read lips, and I'm not the greatest, but I think I saw enough of a collection of agreement on this on social media. He's telling Jimmy, I'm going to kick your ass. I'll kick your ass. Oh, I'll yeah. I'll kick your ass. Mm-hmm. Like there was, and he was, it wasn't like the fake hold me back. It was the. It really we got to pull this guy back. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. might be problems here. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I just the way they're playing. You've had you've had B teams, even if the Sixers and Warriors, title contenders. They're B teams. None of the stars played, mm-hmm. and you not only lost, but you got beaten up mm-hmm. by them the last couple of nights. As Evan put it at 11:55, they had the red carpet rolled out. Hey, take these games, and the Heat said, nope, vomited all over themselves. Like, that's exactly what happened. Too much white claw. Too much white claw. <laughs> Too much basic white girl white claw. Should we be concerned by the heat? And if so, how much concern should we have? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. You can always reach out. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. This is your path, your journey to the sports industry. No concern here because once you get that MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic, I'm telling you, you are a desirable, desirable force in the workplace. You are in the, the stages of, well... Looks like employment is coming. Looks like this is a good thing for you. You want to know why? Because the FAU MBA Sport Management Program teaches you all the modern-day business tips, everything you need to know about the modern-day sports industry. It's changed a lot, not just 20 years ago, not just 10 years ago, but even in the last two or three years, and they always stay on top of it because the professors are in the sports industry teaching firsthand knowledge. I'm not just saying this for my health, okay? I've seen... So many examples. I know personally so many people that got their MBA in sport management and boom, right into the sports industry. It's dream job. Working in the sports industry is a dream job. Don't just think, ah, oh, I, I don't have the resources. No, you do. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Should we be concerned about the top seed in the East Heat? If so, how concerned should we be? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. She's Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. There is some glee being had 
by NBA types who just brush off heat culture is like, oh, that's annoying, that's stupid, doesn't mean anything. No, it's a real thing. There's a reason the heat are consistent. Even when they're down, they're not down for long. It's because a certain type of player can handle the type of coaching they get, the type of mindset that's expected in that building. That's a very real, tangible thing. Uh, I used to kind of brush it off, but now that I've seen it for uh, you know well over a decade at this point, with different pieces plugged in and some players who haven't survived it, heat culture is very real. But expect pylon today. It's going to happen. And I think that it's not just that people want to stick a dagger in heat culture and do the, see, see, it's not a real thing. It's because this involves Jimmy. And I think that Jimmy is a target for people that want to say, see, he's not, he's not all that. See, he's a loose cannon. See, he's a bad teammate. Like 76ers, they just, the 76ers fans feed themselves off of that narrative that Jimmy Butler is a bad teammate. This is the first instance we have seen publicly because you sure haven't heard it from his teammates. You sure haven't heard it from his coaches that Jimmy's had a bit of an issue. He's had a problem. Last night was a problem. But, Keely, I get the sense that. Today is a joyous day for those who want to constantly try and fracture the concept of heat culture, which, again, I think is a tangible, real thing. But Jimmy Butler makes it that much more explosive because it's very easy to try and poke holes in Jimmy Butler, the teammate. I mean, I hear you. I I hear you. I don't agree with you. I hear you. And here's why I don't agree with you. People say that for a reason. And it's just what I said in the first segment. How are you when we're under pressure, when everything is good and everybody's cheesing and laughing and doing it for the gram and smiling and taking selfies? But when it gets hard, that's when you find out who people really are. And if the thought about him and the scuttlebutt, if you will, about I just like that word, the scuttlebutt about him is that he is not a good teammate. People say that for a reason. Because what did he ever do to anybody for people to just want to say that? You see what I'm saying? It's kind of like T.O. People would always say that about T.O. And then at the beginning of the seasons, whenever he went to a new team, it was always like, oh, my God, I don't know what people saw that. He's the greatest guy ever. And then when it inevitably hit the fan, then he's doing sit-ups. He's doing crunches in his driveway. You know, you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, but also this is a guy who in pressure situations has led the Heat. Nobody else, him, led the Heat to an NBA Finals in the most the most pressure-packed situation we've ever seen in NBA history in an isolated area with nobody from the outside making any personal contact with them. Last year on a short turnaround, willing that team into the postseason the way he did. I, I just... I think we've seen too much of a sample size for us to, to sit here and say, oh, well, that's the Jimmy we always heard of. That's the reputation. You can either deal with his personality or you can't. I don't think Jimmy changes. It's can you adapt to what he is? And it's clear he's been accepted for what he is. And last night was a, a bad night. And we do have those. People do have those. And you have to have some grace for, for people for that, right? But when you have, it's very hard to change your reputation. Mm-hmm. And if your reputation is you're not a good teammate and it's just just wait a while, we'll we'll see it's going to happen. If that if that is a one and done, if that's a one off and that was just that was old Jimmy just jumping back in. But he's a new Jimmy. Then, then we have no story. Right. But when you see something like that, to your point, 
he wanted to fight the man. This is not this is not heated fellowship. This is we, or as my friend was an intense fellowship. Mm-hmm. We are. You want to fight me, yeah. and now you D wants to fight you. I think, like fight like not. No, like okay, physical, we just turn. We just exchange our no, words. No, no, like, like no, I want to fight. Yeah, <laughs> but but this is where I think the heat can come off of this stronger one again. As we discussed, Stone, I mean, the Heat went on an 18-1 to run after I was going to say, night. didn't they? Uh, and, and here's Spolstra. Here's Eric Spolstra last night. Eric Spolstra talking about uh, that scuffle and the Heat personality leading into that and then after that scuffle. Here's Heat head coach Eric Spolstra. I know how it can probably look, you know, to the outside, but uh, as I've mentioned before, that is more our language than playing uh, without passion or without toughness or without uh, multiple efforts and and um, a lifelessness, you know. Um, everything that happened in that hole from there on when we uh, cut the 19-point the lead, that's way more to um, our personality. So Spo was saying that, that that was our personality in the huddle and then afterwards, like that we want to fight each other. That was more us. You have an email, Cyrus. Um, so uh, with that, I, I just, who am I to question Eric Spolster with that? And listen, could the the locker room in Minnesota handle that Jimmy Butler? Uh-uh. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, who this year is just in everybody's face. Like, I do appreciate that Carl Anthony Towns has decided that, hey, I'm good, and I'm going to trash talk you. That's awesome, because <laughs> he's been soft for his entire career. Um, but it's clear that he soft Carl Anthony Towns couldn't handle that in Minnesota. Jimmy needed to go because that was a soft locker room. Philadelphia, Joel Embiid, sorry to say it, big dude, insecure dude. Yeah, main There's character syndrome. no way that a Ben Simmons, now that we know what we know about him, could handle the Jimmy Butler experience, okay? Because they're soft. They're no extremely, extremely soft. Like and cross-country mortgage. Um, you all right there, Cyrus? You're going to back on there we go uh so you've you've got uh you've got a locker room that can't handle jimmy butler but the heat this is their locker room i feel like this is not an isolated example it's just happened behind closed doors before and this is their personality who am i to question spo can't deal uh (laughs) you do you're like i mean you know what i mean they they fight sometimes, like have actual fist fights in, in in the locker room, and but we didn't see anybody have a black eye. So it's all. But is that uncommon? Is that wholly uncommon though? Like that's the most th- people don't like to be talked to like that, and that's just what it is. Yeah. And so I I I um reject, if you will, the notion of that people are soft because they don't want you to talk to them a certain kind of way. Now, are there some quote unquote soft people? Sure, but there is a line to me between. Um, you thought I insulted you by what I said and you broke down by it because you took offense to it because that's just the type of personality you have. And you're a butthole and I don't want to deal with you. Okay. That's different. But I, I I'm would... not saying that's him. But 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 when I heard Eric Spolstra say that, when he said that's just how we are, I was like, Well that sound you know, this is the buzzword of the last couple of years. That sounds toxic. Okay, but is may- that just is that just that's what y'all do? Y'all just yell at each other. But okay. I think that, that's, that if that works for you. I, but but Stone, you're the one. You're the one who has been in actual competitive locker room, Division One quarterback, Southern Illinois. Uh, how how often would there be confrontation that got physical between teammates in your time in college football? A lot. 
a lot. And and what's good about the Heat and some of the teams that I've been a part of is the guys can handle it themselves. And you saw one of the other timeouts. Spo didn't even step inside the ring with the boys. They were just chopping up, figuring out themselves. And once the fight was over and they stepped back on the court, they kind of talked to each other for like 10 seconds and then went on an 18-2 and two run I, like I just, by themselves. So, like, Spo knew they could handle it, and they handled it. Like, we saw them handle it. I just think, Keely, that toxic is in the eye of the beholder. What might be toxic mm, to some is the norm for others. And, like, the heat. If you truly believe in heat culture where you're holding everybody accountable, that last night appeared to be the ultimate holding someone accountable. Jimmy, Jimmy's the dude. Eric Spolstra said... In front of everybody, I'm telling you, you're not doing this correctly. Jimmy didn't take kindly to it. UD stepped in, the minister of heat culture, and said, I'll kick your ass. And then the heat play better after that. I hear you. And I, if, if this were a one-time, if, if this were happening, when you're, if you're losing to Milwaukee and this is happening, I have, a different, I have a different feeling about it. If you are losing on your second loss to B-team. To Scrubs. And All right, sure, the, sure. And this and this becomes okay. What what? Why are we why are we fighting? Like I understand that there's frustration, there's tension, there's buildup. I get all of that. But who are you when the chips are down? And right now, it seems like when the chips have been down in some really key instances, they are starting to crack, and then that is concerning. Again, when you have PJ Tucker saying we're figuring it out on March 24th, when you have. Eric Spolstra saying, this is how, this is just who we are, how we talk to each other. And then he guises it under, this is passion, this is that. I mean, I hear you, but if that's the case, then every butthole is a passionate person. And that's not what it is. Some people are just buttholes. I'm not saying that's what Jimmy Butler is, but I'm saying don't mask what it is. And then third point, you're doing this in public. This well, is this is public at this point. And this is like, yeah. you know, now Jimmy acted like a butthole last night. When you have spilled over what happens behind closed doors in public, that becomes yeah. concerning. And then you got Udonna saying, I'm gonna kick your butt. You yeah. know, I like to cuss on the radio because I don't know if, if the FCC gonna get it. See, I don't care. Thank like you. my career is on a, a steady descent, so I just throw <laughs> anything out there. Chill it doesn't out. matter. Yeah. But I, you know I, what I, but you but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like what the 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 fights that we may have Behind closed doors, whether it's family member, whether it's, you know, you got kids, they they be tripping in public. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're going to find out when you have oh kids. Oh, my they God. be tripping yeah. in public. Yeah. And so as a parent, you have to decide, okay, am I going to trip with them or we just going to handle and Or am I going to trip in the car? Yeah. Just going to lock your <laughs> where jaw, D- close your where eyes. DCF and- can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, no, no further truth has been spoken. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm but, into that. But to Ken's, Preach, ma'am. But to Ken's point, there are some parents, and I compare parents to teams where that's how they get down. Like their kids are tripping in public, and they're gonna trip in the car. But when they get home, dinner's cool, and they're you let the kids. But watch, no, like, but I'm cool. saying you're tripping in the car, not in public. Yeah, well, and and I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think the heat can come off of this because their culture allows it to. No doubt. But there's also. You can still think that Jimmy was a butthole last night because he was because you can't get called out by your coach and Jimmy loves the passive aggressive press conference where he's poking at everybody, mm-hmm. making fun of his teammates, and we all laugh and say, oh, "What a great locker room!" And then when someone comes at him with constructive criticism, he can't act like that. Mm-hmm. He can't act like that. It, that that can't happen, and that needs to be corrected right away, or it does 
eventually become a problem, even though I think the Heat Foundation is best of any team in the NBA to be able to handle something like that. Jimmy was a butthole last night. Should we be concerned by the Heat? And if so, how concerned should we be? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's head to Boynton. That's where Ernesto is. Ernesto's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Ernesto. Thank you for taking my call, Ken. And I, I got to say, that was just emotions, people. That's emotions. When a winning team has, you know, you got all these personalities, you have all these, you know, agendas that have to become in concern. They want to they want, they be in the playoffs and they want a good seeding. Um, they want to win. Unless, I'm a Knicks fan. I, I'm a bonfire. Oh. You know, they, they're at, they're every, game, every game there's gasoline being, being added on. Uh, 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 this guy wants to leave. He doesn't want to play no more. The sunshine, the spotlight got too hot for him, and he wants to leave. Yeah. Butler, he, you might have the attitude, but you want that attitude. You want that, but you also want, you know, be responsible for what you're doing. And he, you know, I was supposed to put it on the line. He said, you know, what he had to do. He put him on the line. You know, you did something wrong. He put the person, the star of the team, accountable. You do that, everybody falls in line, and you have to do that. Right now, this is a good hit team, a, a, a good heat team. This is not the Knicks. You guys have nothing to worry about. You guys are good. Well, Ernesto, <laughs> in comparison, of course, the Heat are in a much better situation. I appreciate the call and Heat Knicks tomorrow. I will say there's some weight to that game, right? Mm-hmm. Because this mm-hmm. is going to be your first appearance since back-to-back losses to starless teams mm-hmm. and all of this swirling around. Like th- this is a playoff situation tomorrow. The fr- I mean, this is the Knicks. They ain't going to be in the playoffs, but they're going to be a part of a playoff situation because of the team they're playing tomorrow because this is going to be the first true. If you're real, if you're about it, if you're the one seed in the East and you're the favorite in the mm-hmm. East, you can't come out flat tomorrow. Yeah, Tomorrow's got to be a, a destruction and an answer to the questions we have now, right? Agree. R.J. Barrett scoring 30 at a clip each and every night. Not that that means anything, but them boys are going to come ready to play. You know what's going to get the heat right is an R.J. Barrett lockdown. No, no, no <laughs> doubt about it. That's what's going to get them right. And Bam has got to handle Julius. Like, We're talking triple teams. We're talking Jimmy and Bam and locking down. Uh, and I, 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 that that would send a message and make me feel better. So that's what happened on the eighteen-two run. Like they got out of their zone. Bam just was getting the ball in the post, bullying guys. And Kyle Lowry was uh, was putting shots up and scored like twelve of yeah. his own points out of the eighteen-two run. Like the Heat turned into the Heat for that like six-seven-minute clip to end the third quarter. Yeah, like it was all there. We saw the Heat culture come into effect in game right after the situation. But I do think that it is right for us to be concerned. Yes, no. I like it. Would be silly if we we weren't concerned about this. And here's the thing, y'all. I don't want to be. Uh, a negative Nancy and with all due respect to what Ernesto was saying like yeah when you compare it to the Knicks of course there's no danger there <laughs> however we've seen this play out before just in sports in general where it, it, it eventually that becomes an issue if you have a person in the locker room that does not get along with other people or that has a cantankerous personality, Mm -hmm. no matter how much you're winning, eventually that wears on people. It just does. Because because people generally don't like to be talked to like they're beneath you. Second-class citizens, absolutely. And that's just what it is. It made me think about the late, great Kobe Bryant and Shaq. Yes, they won three championships together, but 
the reason they didn't win more because they couldn't work together. Yeah. They didn't like each other. I, the, the way I'll put it, and I'm not saying that I'm at Jimmy Butler's level in my profession. Far from it. Okay, but uh, I have. You go through time periods where maybe your your consonants aren't coming out like the, the way you want them to, or in play by play, I'm struggling following the ball. And you know what? After these things happen, I'm in my head, and I don't want to hear about it from anybody. I don't want to hear about it from anybody. I know. I get it. I understand. Right? Things aren't going well, and I react in a negative way. I mean, ask my wife. It probably happens more often than it should. It's happened in the workplace. I get it. That's just competitive you people's know nature. You react negatively to your wife. She doesn't knock you out. Uh, well, I, I do it very You do it carefully. behind her back. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like when she can't hear it's you. It's like when you were a kid and your parents yell at you and they walk away and you make a face at them and they turn around real quick. You're like, just like kind of, yeah, I was going to go that way. Like, that's what I do with my wife. Uh, but- but I, I am banking that that is what took place last night, and they're going to be okay. But just past that, the play has got to improve. It has got to improve. The defense has been lackluster. The offense has been poor. I, they've got to figure out what they're doing with all the depot. They've got to figure out exactly what Kyle Lowry's role is going to be. Got to figure out how much you can get Bam incorporated on offense. Like mm-hmm. it's the time is now. Uh, I, I it, like, like that's a great catch on your part, PJ T- PJ Tucker saying we're figuring it out. We're figuring yeah. it out. Well, no, 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 no. The figuring it out, it needs to happen, and it needs to happen by, like, yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got to happen now. And if Tyler Hero is going to be banged up, you can't just rely solely on him. I mean, that was his best case for, forget six man of the year, an MVP vote last night and the night before. Because if Tyler Hero's not in there offensively, the Heat are bad. I mean, think basketball. about it. People, You don't have to, you know, go to sleepovers and paint each other's toes and stuff like that. You don't have to... You know, kick it tough. That reminds me, but, a pedicure would be awesome right now. <laughs> I need one today. Mm, yeah. Going on vacay. We oh, should oh, go. Let's go. We should go. Jillian Stone with a Manny Petty day. Oh, you don't want to come? With yeah, yeah. Why did he exclude himself there? I just because I said I I would like a pedicure doesn't mean I have the time. I'm a busy man, Keith. I got things going on. But you gotta take care of your feet. Keith. I know. Especially you're a marathoner. You gotta. True. Take oh, care my of your feet puppy. are oh, gnarly. Yeah. Uh, should we be concerned about the heat <laughs> and how much? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.